as he does it goes, that's his prime vehicle view over ceiling. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Isn't it real you can't nominate yourself as Diamond of the Week? It was just a spectacle. It was probably one of the better games we'll see. Just, just about doom, mate. Surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Let's go. Thanks for joining us on another edition of the semi-pros. Huge show this week. Joining me in the studio, Steve Glover. How are you? Mate, very well. Not only a huge show, it's a huge week and a huge time of year for someone like yourself, mate. It's What's happening? Love month, love week, oh. Valentine's <laughs> Day. I've heard this is where you do your best work. Honestly. Yeah, thanks. That's good. Seen, what mate. have you got in mind? Oh. Yeah, no, I'm sure my wife will be pleasantly surprised <laughs> at the uh, surprise that I've got in store for her. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. But what, no, yeah, what day fe- is it? Oh, you know. You know what day it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming up. That's around the corner. Yeah, so it's an exciting month. Glad you remember that. Now, today, or this week's show, it's very, very rare that you're not the best golfer in the room. That's incorrect, mate. <laughs> We're lucky to shoot 30 points. I've seen your cards. You had 23 the other day, so yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I said. Yeah, 30 would be, be great. But no, we've got an outstanding golfer joining us on the show this week in our Haynes Wilson special guest segment. The name Nigel Weldon's one that's well-known in local golfing circles. His prowess around Toowoomba, Queensland and Australia has gone to an all-new level with a recent elevation towards a pretty significant moment in his career. To tell us all about it, he joins us. Special guest on the show, Nigel Weldon. How are you? Good, thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Great to have you on board. So... That significant milestone in your career came up just a few weeks ago. Talk us through it, what, what exactly that was all about. Well, it was um, the Senior Tour School for the Senior Legends, Australian Legends Tour School. And I'd been doing a bit of homework on it for, for about two years now. So yep. I, was, I was sort of waiting to see how the body goes first because you can't make a decision on that <laughs> too early because 50s, you don't know. At 40, you can't make a decision. You've got to wait. So anyway, everything was going well. So I thought, right, I'm having a crack. Um, started working on my game a bit harder, you know, just getting into the regular practice, trying to get back on a, a good frame of mind with the game and try and push myself a little harder. And, um, yeah, sure enough, I went down there and, and and had a lot of success. I was hoping just to get my tour card and come away with a win, which was very unexpected, but I'll take it, that's for sure. <laughs> and just the process to go through to get there. All right, so... Like it's not, was, a simple, yeah. it's not a simple scenario, no, so, is it? So, so you've basically got your nominations, which is approximately fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars just to play in it. Yeah. And then you've got um then you've got your of course your costs involved with getting down there. It's usually in Melbourne because that's the home of the PGA. Yep. Sandhurst Golf Club is the home of the PGA office, so that's where we all go for the seniors. Um there's two stages and I was informed before I went that I'm in the first stage. Second stage is just not available until I'd got through the first stage which comprise of 16 players. You don't know how many you're going to nominate each year. Yep. And it just say 30 nominated, well, there might have been six spots or five spots, but it could have been two if there was a few less. So three probably wasn't too bad, but that was priority one. And it was just get down there, play one shot at a time, and I had to had to get through the top three. If I didn't, I was back home mm. done for, and could only try again next year. So, And... Lucky for me, I've gone out there and played well the first day and was leading the first day. 
had an average second day of the putter, <laughs> but fell fell into second spot and and got through. So that was good, and that qualified qualified me for second stage, which started immediately the next day. And I was informed straight away. All right, there's your tea time. You're off at this time. We need you to make. You need to make top 25. If you don't, we have to come back to second stage again. We're yeah. not going to. You'll be a pro, but you won't have any status, which means you won't get invites. You can pre-queue for tournaments, but it's um, pretty hard to get enough events up to get an order of merit going and get a bit of cash going if, say, to keep your cards. So, ideally, top 25. And I was leading after the first round with four under by two, and I realised then I could shoot about 83 and still make 25th spot. So I reevaluated and I was like, right, I'm going for top five. And I just hung in there and good game plan and come away with a win by two shots. So, yeah, I was very surprised. So it couldn't have went any better. It couldn't have went any better. James, I don't know how... I'm still a little bit surreal thinking about it because I'm like amateur for so long and all of a sudden... There's been, and I'm like, well, I'm a pro now, righto. Well, I don't have to act any different. I'll just do the same thing. I'll just be the same old Nige. But yeah, it's um, it's like, righto, do I feel like I've got to play better now or something? It's a funny situation straight off, but it'll be right. It'll, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Really looking forward to it. So, Is there a difference in your game plan <clears throat> playing professional golf as opposed to churning out around on, on Saturday at City? Well, yes, yes, because... At City, for of course, we've got the Kino tickets to play for. Yeah. So <laughs> there's much sometime, more on the oh, line. Exactly. Yeah. When you've got ten dollars <laughs> Kino to take off your mate, yeah. and there's a shot there you, through the gap. There's not much of a gap. You've yeah. got to go for it, especially <laughs> with the Stableford. We all know that. Yeah. So, uh, but um, I did have a good game plan going down there, and some of that was part of um, Sammy Eve's bit of a mentoring yep. talk. He just spoke to me about the usual stuff, one shot at a time, that sort of thing, but. You know, make a bogey, who cares, don't worry. But it wasn't going down there to shoot. My aim wasn't to shoot under par or go down there and just shoot lights out. My goal was to try and shoot par golf and get my card. But my my method in my, the way I did it was, was low risk, just low risk golf in a way. It was um, high percentage. So any tight pins I avoided, short holes and easier holes, that's where I tried to make my birdies. And... I just stuck with the same game plan all four days and being a little bit out of my league, of course, I was telling some of the pros that I'm there's green and then there's me, you know. They just laughed and said, no, you'll be right, mate. And they made you feel, you know, they were good. They were really good. Hmm. Even if they did see me getting a bit nervy, they'd have a quiet word to me and say, you'll be right, mate. you got this wrapped up. Just, you'll be right. Yeah. You know? so, so it was a few nerves that I hadn't felt in a while, which is damn good. Hmm. You know, it's a good feeling to have those nerves. Hmm. It really is. And um, yeah, and then come away with the win, and and then to think, right, oh, I'm out playing for a few bucks now, and <laughs> a few merits, and that. Uh, and just going back to what you said before about um, Steve here, he actually is the only one in this room that's won a car playing golf. Though. Exactly. Hey. Exactly. So, actually, I was thinking about it the other day. Exactly. Even though his wife took it, I heard, but yeah, I even had yeah. to give it to his all wife. Queensland but. PGAs and whatever. I reckon I'd be nearly at the top of the uh, highest money. Well, you'd be up there. You'd be up there in Twombly. <laughs> you still got me covered because. <laughs> I've only made two and a half grand so far. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's a lot of chicken dinner. But that, and that was a little bonus, though. a little sweetener too. Actually, to tell you the truth, yeah, I wasn't yeah. expecting money, but there was only a seven and a half thousand prize pool. But they only divided between the top five, so I got the most of my, three quarters of my cost back. So that was really good. Yeah, yeah, I got the lion's share. That's right. <laughs> so that's all set up, ready to go, and yeah, I'm hoping to head down south and maybe come back with a little more than I went with. It'd be nice, but yeah. So how's it been since you've got that card? You know, 
you're all secured. It's the best it possibly could have been for you. How has things changed for you since then? Well, I've had to, because I'm going to commit to the majority of the events yeah. and I'm going to make the most of getting the starts because if you have a bad year or something, you mightn't get that many next year. So I might as well have a crack and have a go at them. So I've talked to my employer, of course, and I'm a green keeper by trade down at the City Golf Club and they've been really good about it. Um, I will be spending the first season and into next season just using annual leave and long service that I've accumulated over the years. And that was a little bit of saving up coming close to, you know, that was part of the two-year sort of thing, save a few up. And um, so that'll, I'll have the luxury of having a, a weekly paycheck while I'm out there at yep. first as well. Um, and that's one of the changes. So work's going to just be a little bit less, which will be good because I can I can work harder on my game. And, and because I've always just... I've done it so far by working full-time all my life and just shift work. So a bit more time would be handy, I reckon. You might not see so many of those pins stuck on like the top of here. No, or well, on if the I'm away, way, you might, yeah, yeah. If I'm not having a bad day or something. Of, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right. That'll be good. Especially, yeah. <laughs> and they won't be set up in their good little spots on Saturdays where I like them. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's right. That They always roll to the hill apart from these yep, couple of that's locations. Right. No, yeah. I do have a couple it's of favourites out there. Yeah. I do dislike the front pins there. I think most of us do. We find them the hardest. But... Um, <laughs> So I try and get them out midweek. So when I'm not playing, sort of thing. <laughs> but I hope it, no one from the club's listening to that. But yeah. <laughs> I'm only it, joking, guys. It has been a fairly, a, a very, very illustrious amateur career. You've only got to walk down, see the honour boards down mm. at City Golf Club to see the amount of club championships um, in all formats of the the games that are played down there. But when did it? I suppose you've said the last couple of years you thought, okay, I could make a go about this. Even back in those days, did you have any thoughts go through your head that, hang on, maybe I'm doing pretty well here. There is a chance at at, at a higher level? Yeah. Um, see, I, I, I sort of call myself a little bit of a late bloomer in that regard because I do remember when I was 26 and I was playing off plus three back in the old thing, I was very keen to have a crack then. And... It basically was the situation, as in, just got married, young fellow was just born. Um, it wasn't the time for me to mm. take off and spend everything we had, you know, and, <laughs> and maybe not be mature enough to handle it either. I don't know. Yeah. Because I didn't play a lot of high-level amateur stuff, as in state team stuff, when I was younger, because I was just outside of that age bracket. I did represent Queensland when I was 30 for the mid-amateur, for that when you get to the mid-amateur stage. but And then, of course, played in plenty of Queensland events and, and pro tournaments over the years I remember when I was in my mid-twenties I qualified for the Queensland Open Justin Smith and I mm. and I remember playing with Cameron Percy the first day there and he's on the US Senior Tour now so there's a lot of old players I played with way back then that have gone on to make careers I played with amateur sort of thing so I played a lot of Brisbane golf of course and your amateur events and you're trying to get your state averages and all that when I was younger and had a coach Jimmy Barden at the time who used to coach at the Queensland Academy of Sport he was really what got me going Mm. And, um, yeah, and then basically it was more career as in the golf industry and well, I was at the Meatworks before I even started. I've been 13 years at the club now, going on 13. And it wasn't until then that I really got stuck into it again and just thought, you know, yep, well, I've missed me. I can't turn pro for the... There's no point me turning pro for the young fellas. It, was, it would have been too tough at 40-year-old, mm. yeah. you know. It'd be easier to wait till I'm 50 and do it then. That was my thought then. Mm. So 
but I thought in the meantime I'll I'll try and rack up a few champs and try and show these young <laughs> fellas well push myself hard you know like yeah. I was, it was all sort of leading towards that yes yes <laughs> it was all leading towards that in yeah. a way even my golf at City so even though I had my my field to beat or it mightn't have been the biggest tournament in the world just to you know I just played them as though I was trying to play for something bigger sort of thing and I think that's what helped me through with all that hmm. so in your mind like you talk through that process you always thought when I get to this stage, I'm preparing myself to give myself yep. the opportunity. Yep, and I reckon it was my preparation that helped me get through. Yeah, first go. Um, it wasn't something I decided overnight. You know, I've, I've been talking to the senior pros the last couple of years, picking their brains when I play in the tournament with them. When I, I know a few of them, so I've given them a ring. So I knew a fair bit about what to expect, and and it's easy for them to say, "Oh, don't worry about Nigel. You know, you play, you'll hit it well enough. You're fine." But as golfers, and we all know this, as sportsmen, whatever we might have a potential, but to make it, it has to come out in those two days or those four days. It's not easy. None of us are that good to call when we're going to play great, you know, or play good. Yeah. So you've got to make your your bad rounds better. Mm. That's what it's all about. So even on a bad day, you're nearly good enough, you know. That's mm. how you've got to be. But it's so hard to get to that. You just, yeah, it's just got to work hard at it, I guess. And, Interested to hear that. So, what are you off? Plus, what's uh, your plus off? three. Plus, plus three. three. So, for go, so for goes off plus three, you obviously play golf consistently very well, and you keep sort of saying wherever wherever you went, picked up little things. What do you need to pick up? Like you know, what like what that you hit the golf ball, yep. put it in the hole. But what, well, what, what do you when you say pick up things? What did you need to pick up, or what did you think you needed to just to take it to that next level? To take it to that, level, it to that next level. Yep. Um, just asking for a friend. That's right. Yeah. No, there's a, there's a few. That's a, it's a good question because it's you know basically you get someone from seven handicap down. We all hit the ball nearly yeah. the same. Even there's B graders that hit it longer than the A graders. You know that's how it all works with ball striking basically. But if I'm to play with a bunch of guys or four handicap or less, and me being a pro, say. You wouldn't be able to tell who the pro is sometimes just for the way they're hitting it. Mm. You know, you might think it's someone else. I think what I've noticed, and I noticed this with the boys I played with down there, a couple of old pros, Scott Ford was one of them, and he was running second to me. He didn't have anything going right that day. I remember that. But the way he just, he sort of just stuck in there, nothing phased him too much. He didn't show a lot of emotion as such. And missing putts, of course. He was missing putts, but he didn't worry. And then he all of a sudden he made four in a row coming home and sort of dug in and got through it that way. But, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a mental part of it. That's yeah. the mental side of it more than anything. So I think a lot of these guys, you just, you've got to work on that short game. It goes without saying. Putting and chipping, 100 in, is where they these old fellas, mm. they'll hit it there and they'll hit their tee shot and I'll think, oh, yeah, got him covered by 20. <laughs> then he's hit a hybrid or something to where I've hit a six iron and I'm like oh yeah he's hit it on the outside edge of the green somewhere he's almost holed it and I've three putted mine sort of thing <laughs> you know so and he walks off with par and you're like my god you know how's he and but if they ever get one close they don't miss so yeah they just play their smart golf and it, they plot their way around it's not just hitting at pins all day you can't mm-hmm. just do that and that's what I didn't do down there because of the way greens are set up you just don't know like they can have pins on the right hand side of a green and as the green feeds off that side, if you miss it a metre right, well, you're off the green. Mm. But you've got 20 metres of green on the left. So the smart play is to just hit it to the middle. Mm. If you can hit it there, you try to. Smart goal. Yes. Mm. We can't just be all hitting at the pin all day. And that's probably one thing. At home, you get in a tendency of doing that because every time I come out of the city, you're trying to shoot 
break your PB, aren't you? you yeah. You yeah. sort of not hold them back. No you like, well, if I don't do it today, I'll come out again tomorrow and have yeah. another go. So, <laughs> But out there, I've got like a... I'm going to have to be a little bit more thought thought practical, mm. if you know what I mean. Um, there's going to be a few courses I pay for the first time without a practice round too, so that'll be tricky. Yeah. Some I'll get practice rounds, but there's a couple that are back-to-back, and I'll just be on from one to the next to the next. So. Mm. It's something interesting there, the, the, the planning and not just going to pins. I think the Pro-Am, the, might have been the Legends one up here. I remember the night before, the day before, must have been up there for some yeah. reason, like got lost. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're practicing, that's yeah, it. No, yeah, must yeah. have been lost, definitely. <laughs> but um, the, the pros are actually out there standing on the green, yeah. shooting distances back to where they want to be, be in the fairway. They're basically playing the hole in reverse. Yes, that's to, right. Uh, that's to right. see where they want to be there. They all have start. their own little things. Um, I, did, I had a practice round. Well, I was there two days before my tour school. And when I first got there, it was just practice afternoon. I was just hitting balls on the range and then a fair bit of putting and chipping, trying to get used to the greens. Because mm. that was, for me, that was the biggest thing, get used to the greens, because that's yeah. where I had to make putts. Then the next day was practice rain. It rained in Melbourne for 24 hours straight. <laughs> it was still raining that day. But place, the course we're on drains that quick. We were allowed to have golf carts out. Yeah. There wasn't too many out there, but I was out there. I went out in the golf cart for a practice round. I played nine holes. My gear got that wet. The other nine, I just drove around and took notes. But that's all I did. Range fine to... I was from tee to green, but I was... Because of the heavily fairway bunkered courses you get on the sandbelt courses, Yeah. I went one in one in five days of five rounds of golf. Yeah. So I plotted my way around them really well. It was yeah. basically avoid them mm. because deep fairway bunkers hard to reach a green in two or regulation. Mm. And yes, avoid tight pins. So they were a few of my little plans and I stuck mm. to it and it was good yeah mm. so oh, all went well so the first leg that you'll play in comes up later in the month later in February correct so when when will we see your debut 22nd of February boys at um, Moama Golf Club on the cor- on the Victorian New South Wales border it's a $30,000 two dayer right on the Murray River apparently it's a lovely little spot and I happened to have a look in the entries there to see who else was going to be there. And I saw old Peter Lonard and <clears throat> Peter Senior and and um, a few of those boys. I'm like, oh, righto. I've got myself in it now, haven't I? So <laughs> it'd be, it'd be, I really would like that, though. It'd be awesome if I ended up with them. Is there any, like you, you see blokes like that have been overseas and won big, big tournaments. <clears throat> Do you get starstruck at all? Oh, I'd, I'd probably, I'd get over it pretty quick. I yeah. think I, I've seen him around heaps anyway, but to actually probably be more if I was playing with him. Mm. If it was in my group, I'd be a little bit iffy first up, just as in don't embarrass yourself in front of Pete or whatever. <laughs> now that's all you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then I think once I got going, I'd be like, right, come on, you want to test yourself? Mm. Here's a bloke to test yourself against. Have a go. Mm. You know, so that'd be good too. But more often than not, those guys are going to see that in you and going to calm you down, help you with that. You know. Mm. But, um, not I, trash talk you and, no, no, and not aggravate probably, it? No, 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 I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so, but yeah. And I'll get a selfie with him at the end probably. That'd be about it. Show the boys what I've been doing. But So what? what's your goal? Do you Have Have you got in your mind what you want to achieve? Well, in, in your mind? Have you thought that through? Or is it I have. I'd, see, or? Yeah, I always have goals of um, your short term, of course, and then your, your long term. But my long, my long term goal was to get do what I've done so far. I've, this is the first stage of it. I've turned pro, I'm on the seniors tour, and now I've got options. There's a fair few events to play, and I've got options in the other events as well. Um, it's basically to just 
the next 10 years, James, I reckon, between my 50 and 60, when I'm still, before I start to seize up too much, is when I've got, so I, my main goal is to play as much as I can and get out and just have a go. And all I can say is that, and the boys down there have told me, you don't think about what you can win, what you can do, what, you, what you're aiming for. It's all about just play your golf and the rest falls into place. So you just go out there and play the best you can. And if you're playing well, it falls into place. Yeah. Things tend to happen, if you know what I mean. You can't sort of plan such, I want to be there or be there. But ideally, I'd like to be just full-time golf. Yeah. Sorry, City Golf Club, but yeah, <laughs> ideally. But at this stage, I'm pretty happy with my... Because I love the industry. I love the job. This is probably the only other job that would top it, is playing golf. Mm. You know? yeah. So when I first got my greenkeeping job, I thought, beauty, I'm in a job I love. This is good. And this is the only... So I'm lucky like that. I'm actually doing something I always wanted to do. So that's... And that's why I think you you put a lot you put a lot into it. You really love something, mm. you you get results because you put work into it. You know, mm. so so yeah, that'll that'll be my biggest goal, mate. First, a little short goal: keep my tour card. Yeah, go well this year enough to keep my tour card. Stay so, on. So, what have you got to do to keep it? Well, I don't think I've I don't think it's that hard. I think it's top forty, and I think there's a hundred and ten of us or a hundred and twenty odd legend tour pros. And I think top forty avoids most trouble. Yep. But I am trying to aim a little bit higher than that, but that'd be my deadline, yeah. Yep. But then you don't know if you have an injury. You've got certain yep. things like medical. You can have medical exemptions, exemptions and, and all that yep. sort of stuff. Yep. If, you know, And that happens a lot now, Tour, of course. <laughs> you get out of bed in the morning, you might do a hammy. So, <laughs> so you never know. You never know what could happen. But um, no, that's um, so that'd be it. My main goal is to do that. And I, in a couple of years' time, if I want, I forgot to mention this, actually, because I'm not a PGA Tour pro, they're reserved. The PGA titles reserved for the boys that do apprenticeships, yeah, and yeah. do it that way because they've learnt the business, they've learned how to yep. coach, they've spent more money on it and three years of their time. And it, they told me down there that it's not fair for us guys. The reason we're not PGA pros is that it's not fair for us guys to go down and play four rounds of golf and then get the same perks they get after three years of training, which is mm. totally cool with most people. Yep. That's fine. The only difference is. Um, I can't coach legally. I can do it for a beer, maybe, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I'm not allowed to do anything like that and or run a golf shop, stuff like that. But in a couple of years' time, if my stroke averages are good enough, I'm allowed to do a bridging course. Yeah. And a bridging course allows me to do all that, and I will be a PGA Tour pro if I want to go that way. And then once I get to – if I do that, which is in, is in my plans – down the track when I am getting a bit buggered to play, well, maybe I can coach. Um, you know, I've got other options and also, well, just other options. So it just helps with the... So there's a good chance I'm, I'm going to have the golf industry in my career somewhere for the rest of my life, I'd say. I'd have to think so in some way or another. It won't... Yeah. It'll always be. Yeah. Because I can't really think of anything else I'd rather do. So... <laughs> You've got a few sponsors come on board now you're uh, on the Legends Tour. Have you got to get a couple no. of dozen balls? Or no, no. Well, no, I've had a... New a, sticks? Or? No, nothing like that. <laughs> haven't got the new nothing Q10? Like that. or? That's the other thing. I don't qualify for the the basic PGA ball and hat and glove deal because I'm not a PGA Tour pro. Oh, so okay. I think I'm going to have to do it the hard way, which means get out there and go all right and see what happens. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've had I've had a good mate of mine, Ray Van Wick. He helped me out with what we like. We laughed and called the Legends Legend Tour Starter Pack. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, I'll, Ball I won't. Retriever. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah walking stick. Yeah. You know, a few things like that. No, he works for Titleist. He's a he's a fitter for Titleist, and um, he tracked down a few goodies for me and, and got me started. So that was really good. I appreciate so much. 
but no, it's basically Steve. It's just all on me. I've mm. got to get out there and 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 try and do something and, and get noticed, and that way that'll happen. Like I said, play golf, things will happen. So, mm. but you never know. Someone's willing to throw a few bucks towards a travel accommodation. It's no worries <laughs> at all. You'll never knock that back. Yeah, exactly. And because, as you said, like it's. Uh, well, how many events? Have, like, how many events do you think you'll play? Well, I'm not even exactly sure. It's going to be eleven straight off in this little stretch. Yeah. Um, so eleven in what what period of time? So starting three, March about three 22? weeks. Three eleven weeks. events in three weeks. Yeah. So yeah. March 22, and I'll finish on a February 22, and finish on about March eight or nine. Yeah. So it's not even three weeks, hardly. Yeah. Are they single days and or two days? Or? Uh, summer two. There's a couple of two days and then single days. Yeah. And then it goes into Adelaide. But mm. the only reason I haven't confirmed them totally yet because, I, well, they haven't been confirmed. Their TBC still to be confirmed, yep. whether it's prize money or they're going to have it. Because I did pull one event out of Adelaide and it's left like a fortnight gap. So I can't just stay down in Melbourne for a fortnight waiting for my next tournament <laughs> sort of thing, you know. That'd be no good for anyone. It'd be no good for Melbourne either, I don't know. Booking the star. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know where I'd end up. Yeah, that's right, I'd be lost. That'd, you know, I'd need sponsorship for that, of course. Yeah. But, um, and then so I'll come back home and then I'll reassess it. There is a South Australian PGA at Mount Gambier, but that'll be a, if I decide to go to that, when they announce the prize money and that, well, I will make a one-off trip down there. You'd fly to that one, of course. And, mm. and then it's a little bit of a break and in June it kicks off in Fiji. Um, and then all the New South Wales stuff, Queensland, so they move up the coast and then up north and around that area. I reckon I'll be playing. Well, I know the guys on the top of the order in merit that have played most that have played most of the events have played up to eighty rounds. Eighty rounds. Yeah, well. Um, so I'll be looking at. I'm hoping to play fifty or sixty minimum. Mm. So a fair few of them. Yeah. The more I get, the better. It's better for my order of merit and just let them know that I am out there wanting to play and you'll get offered a few starts because they know that. You're a bit of a traveller. You will travel. So some guys will stick to their own little spots, but I'm straight back down to Victoria where it all began again. So hopefully I can carry on my good luck down there. I might might be something to me and Victoria might click. I don't know what it is. It'll be the first thing ever that has with me and Victoria. But <laughs> no, it was quite nice down there. It was all right. Yeah, it treated you well. Obviously, it did. It did, mate. It did, mate. Maybe the sand belt's my thing. <laughs> exactly. So it all kicks off. So if people want to follow the journey, what, how do they do that? So for your first one being on the 22nd, if they want to follow your progress and things like that. Yep. Um, most of my friends did this before I went down to tour school. All you have to do is download the PGA app. Yep. It's free. And you just follow the prompts in there. You can click on You can follow not just our tour. You can follow the main tour. So yep. anyone that wants to follow our young Quinn and any of our other young fellows in the main tour events and whatever, It'll show you what events are coming up. It tells you everything. So, yeah, the PGA app, it's a good app to have. So so we'll follow your progress there. And, and the other thing I probably should add as well is that have you been quite overwhelmed by the amount of support? Like I've just being around the club Definitely. and when you're there, partying when you arrive, the amount of people that come say, mate, Definitely. that seems so... Like Mark Ryle the other day, I said, mate, you know, good on you. Just all these different people that seem, the amount of support, it seems there's, there's so much. A lot of other people getting a lot of pleasure out of seeing the success that you've had. Yes, they are. Um, it was very overwhelming, mate. I was um, down in Melbourne, of course, and after I'd finished the last round, I could. I was talking to the guys and having a beer. My phone was just going, going, going. I could feel it. Anyway, of course, the ladies at the City Golf Club were just massive supporters, but all my City Golf Club members, basically. Yeah. But then not just that. Middle Ridge Golf Club, Middle Ridge um, Greenkeeper Shed, our Greenkeeper Shed, and then it went 
all my mates that I play amateur with all my life up north and all around, everyone, yeah. you know, oh, excellent, Nigel, we've got a pro-am up here later in the year. Yeah. You know, you're welcome to stay here when you come up, you know. So it's been good that I've met so many people in my life, in my amateur career. It's really helped with that. But, mm. mate, probably one of the bigger thing, bigger things that gets me the most is our juniors. Yeah. There's a couple of little hardcore juniors down there. Yeah. And we've got up-and-comers. And as you know, I'm down there practicing a lot of afternoons. And if the kids are there, I'll have a putting comp with them, a chipping comp. Yeah. You know, they love to tell me how they're going. And Beat them? Well, I do. <laughs> yes. I do. But they've got to learn that Take way, no Steve. That's how, exactly. what I said. That's what I said. I know it might upset them, but here. I actually feel real good about myself when I go home after yeah. taking them out in a putting comp. Well, I tried <laughs> it does that wonders for my confidence. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but don't worry. Yeah. don't worry. They're practicing hard, and the day that they do finally knock you off is a good feeling, you know, yeah. to see them grow up into – just see their love for the game. Mm. That's what it is. And um, so they're definitely the ones I'm trying to be – role models towards yeah you know they're the ones because they're the ones that soak in everything like a sponge they see what you do they see how i practice i give them little tips and they'll work on it and when they get better they love to come and show you what they've learned you know it's it's good yeah. it really is yeah my little nephew bowie's one of those that's uh always yep. asks about nigel follows nigel what's that's his, right tell me what nigel shot today he just all that sort of stuff He'll exactly keep, and keep, when they find out that um keeps an eye on it i started golf at the age they're playing at and wasn't even as good as what they are at their age their little eyes light up. They're like, oh, righto. So it is the world's their oyster. Mm. They, they want to work at it. And they love their game and get into it, boys. It's just, it's there for the taking if you want to work at it. Any sport. doesn't matter what sport you're playing, but. It is, and it's it's, it's a good point. What handicap did you start on? 36. Which is the maximum Yeah, maximum have. handicap. I couldn't play with the men until I was off 27 back in those days. And I got down to 20, well, went through my junior career till I was 17 and a half. And then 18, basically joined the men. But, um, yeah, no, in my juniors, I got down to two or three sort of thing, and and that was that. Yeah, so these boys are, no, they're, they're a different level, these young fellas. They're taking it. They're sort of, most of them are going to be playing off scratch on plus handicaps by the time they're 14, 15, yeah. once they really get into it, you know. And um, and that's why they're doing it. So, no, it's good to see them. You know, I've, I've seen a few guys there that have grown up as juniors, and now I'm playing with independent sides and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> That um that out drink me and everything you know, <laughs> I won't mention any names, but there's plenty. It's so you see, I've seen a few generations now yeah. come through that club. So yeah, it's, that's that's one part about it. But no, the support everyone I've seen has just been really good. Yeah, no, it's and I think that worried me a bit going down because I knew I had a fair bit of support. Yeah, and I was like, you feel worried about letting everyone. He's like, come on, everyone's <laughs> you got to you got to try and do it now. Everyone's supporting. You got to try and do it. They're on the app hitting refresh. Yeah, that's it. Come on, what's going minutes. on? Yeah, they actually, finished the hole. Here, they actually come and got up the guy in our group because they had one in each group marking the app, and it was one of the other pros and he was doing it. And the poor bugger was having a shocker of a day. The last thing he wanted to do was score our app. <laughs> anyway, they come and said, such and such. Come on, you want to score that app? You're three holes behind. Blokes, because the fellas that already finished were in the side watching too on the big screen. A bit at stake. Yeah. yeah, to see what was going on with their spots. So they roused on him and they put it up and then by the time I got in there, most of them were gone. <laughs> so they must, have, they must have realised that I... Really uh, happy for your success. Yeah, the young fellas, <laughs> all right, we'll get him next time, they said, or something like that, yeah. But no, it was, because I remember after the day one, when, whatever day that ended up being, and everyone said, oh, no, I just leading, you know, and yeah. like, there was a lot of talk around that. So he said there was, it was great to see, actually, a lot of support. It was, I was... um. Yeah, and that's sort of I was pretty nerve wracking the last day. Actually, I, the last day I got a little bit heat stroke, and I didn't <laughs> eat breakfast that morning. I was a bit nervous. Yeah, and 
all I can say to the young fellas, if you're listening, two or three coffees will not get you through a sufficient day of golf. Um, get into those bananas. I would have killed for a banana that day. I remember that. The last few holes, I was getting really knocked up. It was the end of six days of golf, a big week of golf, right in the nitty-gritty of it, the yep. whole thing down to just that. And um, it probably just hit me a little bit too, like, righto, this is it. Yeah. This is it. you just got to get home now and you're done. Yeah. And, oh. um, yeah, it was such a weight lifted off when it was done. Big relief. It's a great, yeah, it was, it's a great story. And I'll, look, last question before we let you go. Describe for me the moment, the you know, last part the hole and you knew you'd won. Well, I just had three bogeys in a row. <laughs> and that's when I checked the app on the leaderboard. And the last, the first time I checked it, and I went, right, I've got a two-shot lead. That's Do you normally follow, so just on that, do you normally follow? Leaderboards? Yeah. I don't look at it during my round much. Okay, yeah. Unless I, if, if there was a course and had them up, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd glance at it. But you don't, well, yeah, okay. But, so you, you had three that, bogeys, you hadn't looked at In my it. last round, I was six under through the first 14 holes. I was yeah. 10 under. I knew I was in front. Yeah. I knew I was about five or six in front. Then I made three bogeys. And the guy beside me, Scotty Ford, made three birdies to my three bogeys he thought Big. so i thought that's six shots yeah i better have a look and see whether bl- he ran second so he was coming home strong and i reckon he thought i was uh, he thought he had me too but yeah. anyway last hole so i've got the last pretty easy par four really just had to hit the fairway hit the green make par mm-hmm. hit a good drive yeah, simple. yeah. Hit, yep. pretty yeah pretty <laughs> wide fairway so hit the fairway i remember hitting a little nine iron in and i hit it to about here to you james so i was i was fairly handy and it was then that I thought, righto, because I knew Scott was already, he was going to make par at best. And I thought, righto, this is it, two putts. Hit the first putt, left it away that far past, whatever, marked it and just waited. And I do remember putting the ball down and saying, right, I was a little bit, right, just breathe, you know, this is your last little putt. Knocked it in, went in. It was straight away, it was, um, yep, all right, it's in. But it wasn't until the boys come over and they said, well, well, well played, Nigel. You know, well done, mate. You've played really well. And I said, "Have I got it done? You reckon?" They said, "Yeah, you've, you've, you've done well. Yeah, you got it in nicely. You've won by two. And you've I said, hit oh, it in. Excellent." And they'll give me pats on the back and whatnot. And champagne crowd up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stadiums. And it was, that was it. So yeah, no, it was it was a good feeling. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, no, it would, would have been incredible. So but it's a great story. So we look forward to following the journey. So 22nd of February, yep. make your debut. So um, we can follow all the progress of that there. And hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's an incredible tour. And as I said, it's yes, a and, chance um, for you to pick up a few more. And I will see the locals here, of course, with our couple of senior ones this year at Middle Ridge and City. That's right. Yeah. So later in the year. They're later I in the year. I think they're about September or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a couple. So, as I say, there's a couple of local events. I'm sure the pressure will be on me there in my own home club. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> what it, one of the members said to me the other day. He goes, "Oh, you're going to play the two in City and Ridge." And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh, well, you can pencil them in now." And I said, "Yeah, good on you." <laughs> I said, "Mate, yeah, yeah." <laughs> so don't say that sort of stuff. I said, "That's horrible." <laughs> I said, "I've had some pretty bad scores around the city over my time <laughs> and Middle Ridge, but mm. but no, it'll be good. It'll be good after I've been out a bit and playing and come back here and." Let the local members see me at home, so that'll be good. Nah, I look forward to it. So that's later <coughs> in the year, but first one's up on the 22nd of February. So all the best to you on the tour, and thanks for joining us on the show. It's been great to uh, to chat, and yeah, I'm sure there'll be much more success on the way. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank that's you. It's Nigel Weldon joining us on the show. We'll take a break. More up next. Who is Haynes Wilson? They're mortgage brokers. They'll find the right loan for you and they'll manage the whole process from start to finish. Whether it's your first home, refinancing your current dwelling or in an investment, they have access to loans from a host of Australia's leading lenders. They're not just here.
To help you find a loan with the right fit, they're here to make the whole process easier. Professionalism at every turn. Pick up the phone and call today. Haynes Wilson, 45999113. Considering who to trust with your tax return and other financial affairs is a big decision. You can trust ITP Toowoomba. Your local ITP tax agent at 4 Tourist Road is a specialist in tax for individuals, business and public servants. ITP was voted Australia's most trusted accounting and tax service. Maybe it's the attention to detail. Maybe it's the professional and friendly service. Or maybe it's because they know you'd rather be doing what you love and leave it to the professionals. Leave it to ITP Toowoomba. Phone them today and book an appointment. 46327688. Alpine Refrigeration are your local heating and cooling experts servicing southwest Queensland with branches located in Toowoomba and Gatton. They deliver superior sales, service and project design to local commercial and domestic clients, plus offer customised air conditioning and refrigeration solutions for work or home. Alpine Refrigeration is 100% Australian owned and operated and actively involved within the business and local community. Alpine Refrigeration, your local heating and cooling experts. Check out the website at alpinerefrigeration.com.au or phone 46178555. Where's the home of live sports in the Garden City? The Southern Hotel Bar 839. Of course, big screens, atmosphere, you'll think you're at the game. $15.95 all-day main meal specials. Courtesy bus from 6pm to 1am every Friday and Saturday. Live music every Friday and Saturday night until late. Free pool all day every Sunday. Bar 839 is your place. Settle in for a day or night of fun, food, sport and great company. Bar 839, something for everyone. This is Power FM. You're listening to The Semi-Pros. Welcome back. You are listening to The Semi-Pros. That was Nigel Weldon. It's a pretty cool story. My great story. Yeah. Great story. The, uh, and uh, the typical, the overnight success doesn't happen overnight. Exactly. Obviously, it's not just a thing. He's fluked and he's... He, well, you could say it's nearly been in the pipeline for 20 years. Mm. He's uh, spoke about that. But, um, yeah, pretty awesome. Goes to show that... I suppose you're never out of it, are you? Either. No, so it's no. always those opportunities if you're willing to work towards it and passionate. Yeah, loves his golf, mm, doesn't he? And he'll do well. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. I've no doubt. So keep an eye on that. Follow the tour. We'll see how we go. So that's Nigel Weldon, righto? Southern Hotel shot clock, Steve. Got some uh, questions for you here. Jerome Luai, he signed with the Mighty Tigers. So a bit of conjecture around that and the price tag and. Tigers wanted their man. The Panthers wanted to keep him. It was an interesting scenario. But anyway, that the, the announcement that he signed with the Tigers, not for we the upcoming him. season, next year. Good, bad. What do you reckon? Oh, look, it's it's probably a good signing for the Tigers because it's the Tigers. <laughs> but I don't think he's going to go in there and have the impact that he needs to have at the Tigers for them to be successful. So I'd, I'd probably say... Bad. I don't think he's got the ability to be the man. Yeah, I probably agree with you, actually, because, yeah, it's not judging him as a player. It's the price tag that comes with it, which then mm. inhibits the rest of your it's salary very cap. very risk. And you have to deliver. Heavily risk that, That's That's prize money to... That's um, contract money to win you premierships, to be mm. top of the pops in terms of voting mm. each year for player of the year. So. Maybe, maybe him and Appy might mesh well, together. And yeah, who knows? Well, got to pass it to someone else though as well. Tell Ivan to uh, Ivan might be eating his words. Yeah, time will tell. Time will tell. Uh, Dave Warner. 
hung them up. He's copped a bit on the show and a lot of shows, actually, in recent times. Seriously, in your opinion, what legacy does he leave for the game? <laughs> Look, I've probably been fairly vocal into not being the biggest supporter of the bloke in the back end of his career. In terms of what he did and when he came in, test cricket, hadn't played a game for New South Wales, come in straight out of the 2020 where he sort of erupted straight onto the scene. Like, oh, around that time, I suppose you had a few guys, the um, couple of the Indians in the opening bats had started to change the way that, that worked. Yep. So, look, he probably did change that top order and the... Uh, going from the old corpse with pads that you open and just <laughs> they can bat 50 overs and be 10 runs by the end of it they've done their job but it really probably did change test cricket a little bit in the way that uh, that they played if the on-field stuff was all you judged him on he'd probably be an absolute legend it's a pity the off-field stuff got twisted into it yeah you've, you've pretty much you've stolen all my words I thought you just bagged the yeah, out of well, I wanted to but it's right like, changed man I've got my happy socks on must have must have because you're right like when you look at it take everything else out of it and all the other sagas and sandpaper and the, just mm. all the carry on as you said the flying in on helicopters and all this other stuff that we've sort of seen in the back half of it like you mentioned for a guy who burst onto the scene as an excitement machine in 2020 who you would thought would be impossible that he could adapt to test cricket, let alone one-day cricket. There was even question marks with that style of work in 50-over cricket. But for him to be able to mould, change, alter, but still keep the aggression of you know, his natural game to play at all three levels is rare. There's not many, there's not many guys that play no, three levels of cricket. No. Saywag was the one I was thinking. Effect- oh, yeah, the Miranda, the yeah yes. effectively. So, And now, final question, the shot clock. Tavita Pangai Jr., he uh, retired. Oh, I saw that. He retired last mm. season, said he's going to take up boxing. That was mm. his goal. Uh, he had one fight. He hasn't sort of been seen in the ring since. Not sure what's happening there. He's been popping up at Red Hill, a few photos of him. And now all of a sudden there's talk that he might sign with the Broncos in the middle of the season. So yeah. my question, would, and the Bulldogs, are, it probably goes to show Bulldogs are happy to let him go. They've sort of said, yeah, go for your life, mate. Go yeah. for your life. Whatever yeah. you want to do, no worries. So they're obviously clearly just couldn't care and like we're better off without the 750k on a salary cap. But yeah, yeah. just the principle of it, what's your thought? Should he be allowed, whether it's the Broncos or anybody, should he be allowed to sign for another club? No. Less than six months after he's retired. Yeah, retired. No, I wouldn't think so. Um, especially, I suppose since the Bulldogs have then given him the blessing because obviously it's probably got them out of a situation, but... Mm. Um. Oh no, no! I don't think he should. It opens a can of worms, though. Like if you've Absolutely. got a player you don't want, and they want to go somewhere else. Right Mate, you retire. retire exactly. You go somewhere else. We get you off your books. You can go where you want to go. We'll help Everything you. gets done. We're out of it. So no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. In yeah. short, no, I agree. You've again, oh, you've just nailed this. You've yeah. just, I've done so, research. I've got nothing, well, nothing we, further to research. add. You're spot on. That's that. That's it. it. I agree. It's that. It's not necessarily. It's necessarily this. Case in point around, oh, well, the Bulldogs are happy, let it be. It's it's exactly that, where mm. surely, so everyone wins, you'd be like, mate, look, you just retire. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple of months later, we'll yeah. just pop up with, we'll retire at the end of the season, like a Davida Pangai sort of has done the back end of the season, and then wait around for yeah, a bit. Yeah, then on the flip side, you've got blokes who probably legitimately cannot play for the Bulldogs, and then it's made, they've still got to carry some of them in the salary cap, and... Ridiculous. Yeah, so I think it's a joke. So, But anyway, we'll see what happens with Tavita Pangai Jr. But potentially, if he's coming in halfway through a season and 
I don't know, on a good team like the Broncos, it, it, the Broncos look like they may be the beneficiary, but mm. risk v reward. So it'll be interesting to see. That's a look at the Southern Hotel shot clock. Don't forget the Southern Hotel. So pop in and see the staff out there, all the best big screens, all the best food to take in all of your sporting needs wants throughout 2024. We'll take a break. Coming up, we'll have a look at the Hogan's Family Jewelers, Rocks and Diamonds. Where's the home of live sports in the Garden City? The Southern Hotel Bar 839. Of course, big screens, atmosphere, you'll think you're at the game. $15.95 all-day main meal specials. Courtesy bus from 6pm to 1am every Friday and Saturday. Live music every Friday and Saturday night until late. Free pool all day every Sunday. Bar 839 is your place. Settle in for a day or night of fun, food, sport and great company. Bar 839, something for everyone. Hutchies lives in Toowoomba. We are local people building local jobs. To us, construction is really about people because it's people who bring structures to life. We also stick by the people who make our community. We support many sports clubs and social causes here, such as the Blush Cancer Ball, Toowoomba Hospital Foundation, Toowoomba Rugby League, Rotary Run the Range, the Toowoomba Clydesdales, and many more. Hutchies is proud to back people who support the region. Have you heard of Semlo Support Services? Semlo Support Services is built on a strong foundation of values that include integrity, leadership, partnership, innovation and excellence. They're passionate about empowering individuals with disabilities to live a more inclusive and independent life. To learn more about the services they provide, log on to www.semlosupport.com or call 46 13 64 13 and follow them on social media to stay updated with all the great work they do. Semlo Support Services. Proudly local, community-based and community-focused because they believe in making our community a better place, one individual at a time. Hogan's Family Jewelers is Toowoomba's premier family-owned jewellery store. Three generations have been serving Toowoomba and the Darling Downs for the past 74 years. Hogan specialise in handcrafting, engagement, wedding and eternity rings and all fine jewellery using only the highest quality GIA certified diamonds and hand-selected gemstones from the most renowned regions in the world. Lofty has a passion for designing beautiful, unique pieces for his clients and is available by appointment for consultation. Visit Lockie Hogan and the team at 243 Margaret Street, Toowoomba. Hogan's, for those who prefer quality. You're listening to The Semi-Pros on Power FM. You are listening to The Semi-Pros, our Rocks and Diamonds popular segment. Change it up a bit this week, Steve. So I love sport and grow up with some great sporting memories. Probably a few that brought tears to our eyes as kids. Anything stand out? Rock and Diamond, favourite childhood sported memory or... Oh, the worst one what, that, you, that, you, that you remember? I, I don't know. Well, there's a sporting memory. Like, it probably not so much, I don't know. What are you sort of, playing career? Or anything, anything. Game you watched? Yeah, I reckon, in generic, actually, it was probably when the, the Pommies come up and played cricket up here at Heritage Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and Darren Goff, and I was a big, big England fan back then. So Were you? A real parochial supporter. <laughs> well, Goff, anyway. Of England. Yeah, yeah. No, but he wasn't playing, but anyway... I think I was lingering around it, probably eight or nine back then anyway, and yeah. seen him uh, at the back of the sheds eating an apple and went up there and got a Mr. Golf for an autograph. and Still got, got it? Photo, the apple, no, I think it's gone. <laughs> no, the autograph? Uh, no, 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 I don't, but, um, but did that, got a photo, mate, thought I was um, 
But weren't they, King Dick back When then. you think of it, weren't they good memories like that? The West Indies came here as well. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, they did. They did. So England came and played a four day. Yeah. What was that the West Indies? I'm trying to remember. They played like Queensland country or yeah, something like that, yeah. or Australian country, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, twos or Queensland. Queensland, or yeah, whatever it was. Oh, no, it might have been played actual Queensland team because I yeah. think that. Had, like, Law Hayden, yeah, yeah, it was a pretty that era. Actually, that it would have been there because I remember yep. bowling to Matty Hayden in the nets up there. There you go, the yeah, yeah. Bounce him? No, no, no. But I, I think I got him LB. So. <laughs> yeah. We're going to play around a straight one. <laughs> no, I wouldn't able to pine the piss out of him. So that, that, that's good, but, but yeah, it was a good memory. Yeah, the only thing Outs- and, I remember yeah, being to them. Yeah, how yep. much? Um, Outstanding. That does, yeah, young kids have that. Absolutely, them, so. absolutely. No, that was there were some really good games that we saw up there mm. going back. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah the, you, as I said, the West Indies camp favourite. Mm. Oh, you really trumped me. Oh no, probably. So, I guess people know back. Dad coached all whites of brothers in 1985. I don't actually remember this, but it's a memory that probably should be my worst one as well. Actually, so, mm. and there's a photo of it somewhere. But anyway, so. 1985, so all whites, the Saints. So there was myself and my cousin. There's a photo of it that was in the paper or whatever. So we led out the team. So the little halos and jersey ran all whites mm. onto the onto the uh, onto the hallowed turf of um, Athletic Oval, Clyburger Stadium now. And anyway, so it's often Mum often talks about it. So then, so I ran out, and then all the crowd screamed and yelled and that, and I started crying because I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> So it probably should be the worst one, but it's one of those ones. Yeah, 1985. So yeah, there's a photo of it there. This little little halos and the Saints leading out the team. Yeah. And as of, you would have probably ever. Little James in tears. Yeah. yeah. As you, I don't know. You probably would have heard over a glass of Slunty or something mm. how All Whites lost in 1985 and they never should have. He never got over it. But anyway, mm. so that that's that probably should be. I could probably lead into that. So that's my worst childhood memory is having to hear about the All Whites 1985 Grand Final team, and I know everything about it. Didn't want to know about it, and I heard about it until the day he passed. And I promise you, he's up there now, annoying someone about it still. Yeah, hundred percent. Honestly, uh, so yeah, it's probably yeah, it's probably put him into both. But yeah, that's something they'll never ever forget about nineteen eighty five and lost to Newtown, and if they would have played Valleys, they would have beat them, and they belted Newtown, and the what would it have been the preliminary, you know, the major semi final two weeks earlier, blah blah blah, mm. blah 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 blah. So that's um. That's probably, but that wasn't what was going to be my worst one. But I was saying, have you ever done this? So my worst childhood sporting memory, and probably is probably sums up my level of ability. Basketball, have you ever scored a bucket in the wrong end? No. <laughs> and not like a tip trying to get a rebound yeah. or something, like actually, yeah. no. I got sub, must have subbed into the game and there was an inbound around half court. I still remember it was at like centenary and I've caught it and teared off down and laid it up. Wide open. Wide open. Oh. Probably a reason. Yeah, would have been. Should have been someone on the team trying to block me. But yeah, so, um, and I scored one at the wrong end. Yes. Do yeah. they give you? Do they give the other team two, or do they give you minus two? No, they give the other team yeah. two because it's, it's like as I said, if you were like getting a rebound and it tipped or went yeah, up off accidental. your hand and went own in. goal in soccer. Yeah, the yeah. own goal. Say, so, but yeah, this is this is like literally. Yeah, it didn't wasn't a wasn't a deflection or anything like that. I took off down the court and laid it up at the wrong end. So, what about you? Have you got one? Oh. <laughs> Sort of going on look, what you you said there with the uh, brought to tears there. I remember playing soccer, <clears throat> and I didn't play soccer for too long. <laughs> Probably finished in grade six. What are you in grade six? Eleven. Well, changes. Yeah, now, would have finished yeah. playing at St Albans back there. Back yeah, eleven the or twelve would be there. wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, probably would have been eight or nine. Anyway, St Albans there back then they had the the seniors must have played or we played on a Saturday morning or something. And yeah, then the seniors yeah. played after. And old there was a was there, I think his name was probably. Some clown, <laughs> but he 
carried on a bit like myself when I grew up. And <laughs> get but anyway, I idolised this guy, I think, and um, wanted to invite him to my eighth or ninth birthday party. <laughs> and mum said, no, he's not coming. And uh, yeah, it was a bit heartbroken. So. Said he's out. Yeah. Put the foot down and said, yeah. you've no, never got no, over he's it. He's not coming to your birthday. I was like, oh, this is. Yeah. My birthday? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but no, no, it was shut down pretty quick. So. Never got over memory. it. Yeah, probably not. Oh, yeah, Still you know. But there you go. Think about it. Lines. Think about it over the years. Some of your five, you know, it's whether it's even. What's like the first big sporting game you remember watching? Oh. In any sport. Like on, te- you know. The... Oh, when you first, I don't know about. It's about live. No, or even just like you remember. Well, like, sorry, I don't know about TV, but I know live was when we did a Parramatta and Broncos back in the old Lang Park yeah. with, with Connie. So yeah, that was the first one there. Yeah, yeah it would have been probably same year. Was it couldn't come to me first? Nineteen eighty eight or something. Yeah. The inaugural season. Or X-Bone, something like that. We just Broncos. went to X-Bone yeah, yeah, yeah. Ducked over the, to the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I for some reason remember the nineteen eighty nine Grand Final. Jeff, I remember it well. <laughs> well. I do remember that too. That was the um when the. Panthers beat the Raiders, or vice versa, or Tigers? No, Tigers. Tigers beat, beat Raiders. the Raiders, Raiders beat the Tigers. Tigers. And the next year was, was the Panthers yes. and the Raiders. Yep. Yeah, yeah, And I just remember being at where um, you'd remember it well because you've uh, renovated it for us. That was which was my grandparents' place at the time, Angelico Street mm. over there, watching the grand final. And I don't know why it's just the first one I sort of remember. Yeah. Like for, you know, like I, it's that that's the first See, grand a, final. I did have I a remember. Tigers jersey back there. Well, I mean, the first jersey I had was a Tigers one. Tigers one. Yeah, was it not? There's a good Julian topic. There's, there's is it, who's the redhead number six? Mick, Mick, Mick O'Neill. Mick O'Neill. That's the one. Yeah, I in. Yeah, there's, there's a good topic for another. Day. First jersey owned. Mm. I don't know what it would be. Well, it would have been a Broncos one, actually, I think, now that I think about it. But anyway, yeah. But anyway, we'll raise that another time. But anyway, mm. that's a look at our uh, rocks and diamonds of the week. So, favourite childhood sporting memories. Take a trip down memory lane. Think of uh, those moments that certainly uh, made an impact on you. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at what's on this weekend. Let me introduce you to a proud local business that's making a real difference in our community. Semlo Support Services. They're built on a strong foundation of values that include integrity, leadership, partnership, innovation and excellence. Ben, Jess and their incredible team are dedicated to helping you understand and implement your plan. To learn more, log on to www.semlosupport.com. Or call 46 13 64 13 and follow them on social media to stay updated with their great work. Semlo Support Services. Proudly local, community-based and community-focused. Because they believe in making our community a better place, one individual at a time. Hogan's Family Jewelers is Toowoomba's premier family-owned jewellery store. Three generations have been serving Toowoomba and the Darling Downs for the past 74 years. Hogan specialise in handcrafting, engagement, wedding and eternity rings and all fine jewellery using only the highest quality GIA certified diamonds and hand-selected gemstones from the most renowned regions in the world. Kalofi has a passion for designing beautiful, unique pieces for his clients and is available by appointment for consultation. Visit Lockie Hogan and the team at 243 Margaret Street, Toowoomba. Hogan's, for those who prefer quality. Toowoomba Truck Spares is your authorised dealer for Western Star, Man, Dennis Eagle, Cummins and Detroit Diesel. We also specialise in parts to suit all makes of heavy-duty trucks and trailers. We have a comprehensive range of parts, making us your one-stop parts shop. 
Toowoomba Truck Spares, 497 to 501 Boundary Road, Toowoomba, or check out the website www.ttspares.com.au and make sure you like us on Facebook. PL McKellar Concreting, a proud locally owned family business with over 20 years' experience. Residential or commercial work, no job too big or too small. For more info, phone Paul at PL McKellar Concreting on 0498 693 656 and make sure you follow them on Facebook. PL McKellar Concreting, proudly local, proudly supporting the Toowoomba community. And now, and now, I present local sports with the semi pros. Now, thanks to PNL McKellar Concrete. What's happening in sport this weekend? Starting to rev up a bit with a few different sporting activities. Of course, summer sports that are moving towards the pointy end, trial time, around a lot of other different of the winter sports as well. Steve, what's happening? What have, what have you got your eye on for sports happening around the Downs this weekend? Yeah, no, plenty happening. Cricket's uh, well underway. Yep. Second round of the two days in TCI. Mets and Diggers are in a close tuckle, tussle there at Harristown Park. Highfields Railways and Souths out at Highfields. And West and Uni are battling it out. In, uh, see school. who comes up yeah. victors at Harristown High School. And then we've got the uh, the ball peggers, the baseball, the uh, Div Four Rangers are uh, there up against Mount Gravatt. Round sixteen, they must be getting close. Yeah, to getting close to the, to the pointy end. Yep. And then we've got the Div Sixes there away to uh, to West. So on the road, big weekend in the uh, the GBL. Yep, absolutely. So be on the road for that. A couple of other things that are happening in sport across this weekend. So the. The Saturday, the 10th of Feb, League Development Cup is happening up there at Cliveberg Office Stadium. So 4.30, it's Roma and Districts up against Toowoomba City. And then at 6.30, Toowoomba City versus um, Warwick and Districts. So that one's happening there. Also, Sports Selling Downs Awards Night. It's all happening in at Rooms International on the 10th. And then um, in golfing circles, we're continuing a pretty good golfing theme, as we talked about with Nigel Weldon on the show earlier. But the, the City Golf Club, the, the Scramble, it's on, so they're going to be out there scrambling for a spot there. Having a hit? Certainly will. It will. It's always a hotly contested yeah, so I think competition. We, um, was it last year? We travelled halfway across the downs to try and qualify unsuccessfully. Was that we last did. year? Yeah, but... Or year before, might have been. I don't know. We did Ridge, City, Warwick. It might have been last year. Yeah, yeah we had a crack. Yeah. We had a crack probably from too much of our, uh, yeah, our own bravado from qualifying the year before. We only had to beat three teams. <laughs> nah. Anyway, mm. good luck to all those involved there yeah, at City Golf Club. Week. Yeah, back yeah, in we, provincials. yeah. We need to go. Yeah, we need to back a peg. So that's happening there. But anyway, plenty is happening in local sport, as we always say. Uh, supporting sport at the grassroots level is what it's all about. So get out and support your team, whether it be in the juniors and the seniors. And thanks for joining us on the Semi Pros. We'll talk to you next week. That's my rock of the week. I think he's a dead set goes. That's his spraying beer probably all over his ceiling. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Isn't there a rule you can't nominate yourself as Diamond of the Week? It was just a spectacle. It was probably one of the better games we'll see. Just, just about to do, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Let's go.